You're listening to the Design Your Dreams podcast with Amy Lee, the show that challenges you to stop chasing your dreams and start designing them. As the dream design coach, I've helped thousands of high achieving creatives reconnect with their inner blueprint to design, manifest, and live the life of their dreams. Each week, I invite powerhouse creators who have built their dream businesses to come and share their words of wisdom and stories of courage. It is my hope that through the journeys of these incredible dream builders, you too will be inspired to design and build a life and business beyond your wildest dreams. Hello, hello everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Dream Design Podcast with Amy Lee. I'm your host, Amy Lee Westerbelt, and today I have a super awesome guest. She is absolutely stunning, number one. But number two, she is, um, her energy is amazing. And I think you guys are really going to enjoy talking to her. She's going to tell you a little bit kind of about where she came from, where her career started, and um, a little bit about what she does. So in just a moment, I will be back with Nita Joed. You're listening to the Design Your Dreams podcast with Amy Lee, the show that challenges you to stop chasing your dreams and start designing them. Each week, I invite powerhouse creators who have built their dream businesses to come and share their words of wisdom and stories of courage. It is my hope that through the journeys of these incredible dream builders, you too will be inspired to design and build a life and business beyond your wildest dreams. Welcome back, everyone. I'm so excited for my guest today. While you guys are watching, do me a favor, throw it in the comments where you are watching from. And if you have not given StreamYard permission to see your name, just make sure you put your name so that I know it's you and I can send you some love. Uh, if you haven't done that, it is StreamYard.com slash Facebook. You just go in one time, you click it, you give it permission to see you and it's all good. Pennsylvania, welcome Pennsylvania. Hello, hello. Okay, so without further ado, I have an awesome guest today. She is a life coach and she is going to share some of her story as well as kind of, you know, a little bit about what she does. We can ask her some questions. I'm super excited to have her. Welcome, Nida. Thank you so much for having me. Hello, everyone. Hello, thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to have you. So what I like to ask people usually first is kind of like, tell me a little bit about your story. Like, how did you go from whatever you did before to being a life coach? All right, it's very interesting. When I was in college, I was always, always inspired to be someone I knew that will be in corporate world. I always imagined myself in a suit, in a glass office, and so on and so forth. Fast forward, none of that happened. <laughs> I found myself in different industries. I've done retail. I did work with corporate, but it didn't connect with me the way I had imagined. Then one um, little moment, I decided to walk into a hospital, Methodist West Houston Hospital. That's, I feel, my turning point, and that happened later in life, where after testing industry in so many ways, after being an entrepreneur, having started my business over the course of years, which, by the way, the number is seven between the industry and the businesses I have been into, being in the hospital and experiencing 
patient relation, I realized that I absolutely love working with people. Tracing back to where my love for people came from, it started way back when I was in school. Because growing up, especially in America, diversity became my culture. And growing up with almost everyone you can imagine around the world in this little city I was in, in Chicago, I just knew that this is it. These are all my people. Diversity is it. And I never really encountered experiences where I was anyone different. Never felt that. So fast forward again, we're in the hospital and I'm working with patients and their families. I realized not just that I love people and where they're coming from, and that's why I did anthropology, which is study of different cultures. I want to make them feel happy and better because I was consoling the families whose patients were in ICU. And I was realizing how much hurt there was. I was going through my own life challenges. And of course, we turn into that someone who complains and it's like, God, why me? And then working in the hospital and making with meeting with patients and their families made me realize that, thank goodness, it wasn't me. Mm -hmm. That gratefulness set in. And past that, I started my journey where I really needed to find a greater purpose in my life. Everyone is hurting so many ways. I have three friends, or I had three friends, who committed suicide. The pain in human race was too much and I felt like I needed to do something about it and I knew the positive energy that I started sharing and how that transformation of mindset from that person who was regretting or complaining about life to turning into someone who was full of gratitude I wanted everyone to feel that so I actually actively started searching where my purpose was. I started um, my business as a makeup artist as well. And it bloomed. It just took over. And I was working with a lot of ladies who loved, you know, looking beautiful and they were becoming confident and all of that stuff. But, you know, as you're working with the ladies, you kind of hear their stories. But I realized at that point, I was just giving them a cover up. All individuals that I was working with were kind of damaged on the inside. There was no recovery there. And to choose to go ahead and work with someone, some professional for the inside is kind of hard. Fast forward with that thought in mind that I need to be more than who I have been thus far. I went on the spiritual journey of my own and there I encountered a psychologist actually who just saw me being me and she pulled me aside and said, have you ever thought of being a life coach? And obviously, you know, the prayers are there, the search is there, all of that. And at that moment, something struck. My first question to her was, what is a life coach? <laughs> and then she was so generous that she explained to me what it was. We came back. I came back to America. She helped me search through different schools. I got my certification. I went back to school, got trained in different areas because I didn't want to be 
just the life coach. I wanted to be the life coach. <laughs> Fast forward five years in, I have worked with over 100, some 200 people. Um, I was rated the best life coach among the sample that my institute tested with 50 people where I had no negative review. So proud of that accomplishment. <laughs> and with that, I think the best part of being a life coach is working with people on the inside where I get to witness the transformation. And it is among the humanity, not a certain group. So that alone goes to show and I thrive by that and my energy gets produced by that that each person is healing and experiencing healing the same way, regardless of what they look like or how they experience life, they're thriving. And I don't aim to stop that anytime soon. I love that. And, you know, as you were talking, I found so many things I, I agreed with and was nodding. And, mm -hmm. and there was one thing I really wanted to kind of pull out from what you said. Sure was at the beginning, you were talking about how, you know, you had seven different industries that you went through. And I know that a lot of people, and, and I, you know, I think this is, this happened to me, it probably happened to you. A lot of people get shamed for moving around in businesses. You know, you were saying, oh, I was in retail. I was in this, I was in that. Yeah. And there's this stigma that not being able to hold a job is somehow a negative, but there are very real people that aren't meant to work for someone else. They're just not, their energy isn't conducive to that. They're not going to thrive that way. They're not meant to be part of a machine. They're meant to be a catalyst with things coming off of the bottom of them, as opposed to them being off the bottom of something else. And so I think it's really powerful that you share that because a lot of people are going around thinking, oh, you know, like I could, I only was at this job for six months and I didn't love that and I didn't love this. It doesn't say anything about that person's character. It says something about the way that they feel comfortable working and the way that they feel comfortable showing up, you know, to provide to society. So I think that that's a really, really powerful point that you made. And I just wanted to make sure we didn't gloss over that. Um, and another thing that you said that I think was really powerful, too, is you were talking about how, you know, going in and fixing people, not fixing them, but helping them to transform from the inside out. And I think, you know, again, being a life coach, too, I mean, I'm the dream design coach, but life coaching mm -hmm. is part of that. And I think one of the things that we share is that that moment where it clicks for them, right? Like yes. they, they thought this and because they thought this, this was their reality. But now that they think differently, their reality has just completely transformed because everybody creates their own reality in their mind and they project it onto the world. So when you help them change that paradigm, that limiting belief, now all of a sudden you've basically just given them glasses and they can see better and they, can, they have a whole different perspective. And so I completely relate when you're saying that that like lights you up and it gives you so much energy because that's exactly what it does. And I will even go so far as to say, you know, God, source, Allah, what, what have you created us in that way to do this work. Like the fact that it feels good to us is by design because it's like, hey, this is the work I want you to do to create wholeness on the planet and in, in, to do right. right? This is what I want you to do to create wholeness. I'm going to give you good feelings when you do it 
to incentivize you to keep doing it. Absolutely. Agree with you 100%. Because the truth is, most of us walking on this planet and that are stuck in that certain mindset also because I don't, I can't move around or try new things is because they have not discovered their full capability. The potential is limitless. Mm -hmm. And you won't discover that unless you experiment with life a little bit. The mm -hmm. fact that you're dissatisfied, the fact that you're stressing in a job is because it's not fulfilling the part of you that has a void. Mm -hmm. And that void needs to be filled somewhere else. And one of the things that I did in my life, the reason I jumped around so much, was because of course i was moving a lot um through because of my husband's job or because of my school but i never gave up i was looking for that fulfillment enchantment within inside of me that wasn't coming from any other other industry that i was becoming part of there was always something that was challenging my moralities or beliefs that i feel are very important Number one being ethics. Every time I experienced that there was an ethical challenge where someone else was paying the price for someone else's benefit, let's say, as an example, that was an ethical challenge for me. Mm -hmm. I couldn't stand seeing people being used. And so I decided that industry is not for me. I don't know if I should say the name of the industry, <laughs> but you know, you never know where right. and who or what intentions you are working with. Right. At the end of it all, I have had some great managers that polished my wings, that helped me fly even further. And then I had managers who did not hesitate to break me down where putting myself together became a challenge. Mm -hmm. So it matters who you're working with and who you're working for. Mm -hmm. And I feel I'm fortunate enough to encounter people who saw my wings and were willing to polish, and now I'm flying. I love that, <laughs> I love that. Saw my wings, were willing to polish, and now I'm flying, that's awesome. So another thing that you said that I thought was really interesting, you were talking about how you knew, you knew you had a purpose and you knew you hadn't found it yet. And so you kept looking, but I think the real key there is that you made up your mind that it would be found as long as you kept looking, it would be found. And there are so many people out there. And if you guys are watching and you resonate with this, let us know, say yes. Oh my goodness. Or no, not really. Um, hi, Sheena. Hello. Um, if you, you know, if you have the belief that it will be found, you continue to search the field, right? The quantum field, whatever, you know, your, your life for that thing. But if you make up your mind, well, I haven't found it yet. Ergo, it doesn't exist. Now you've shut it all down. So even just, if we were just to go out there and say to everybody, Hey, hold on a second, forget everything else. You know, can I get you just to believe for one moment, just to believe, not to say, not to think, but to truly believe that your purpose is out there. And as long as you continue to look for it, you will find it. Could you believe that for me? And most people would say, yeah, you know, I could try that, but People don't want them to believe that, right? They want them to feel stuck. They want them to feel disempowered. Who knows why, why it serves what? Like you said, some people just try to use people. But 
truth of the matter is everybody can find what it is that they're meant to do, provided they believe that that thing exists. Absolutely. And just to add on, um, from my experience and how I have worked with my clients, one thing we do is identify a pattern. I believe, personal belief, that our entire life is training us for that purpose that we're supposed to reach. Like I've mentioned before, when I was speaking about where I'm coming from, throughout my life from school year, college year, to how I was finding my career basis, there was one thing consistent about me, how I was working with people and how making them happy made me happy. And noticing that they were sad was the turn point in my mind where I was actively looking for purpose that, number one, connected me with people. Number two, where I did what I wanted to do, make them feel better. And that's how my life trained me to discover the areas I need to be at. And I'll say it again, anyone who is still looking for a purpose or to identify it. Look back in your life and where was it that you showed the most strength? And identify a pattern, it's part of you. And that's exactly where your search for purpose starts. Absolutely, I mean, mic drop everyone, my goodness. So let's go ahead and open it up for questions. And while we're opening it up for questions, can you tell us if somebody wants to work with you or they want to have a conversation or they want to, um, you know, just kind of get closer into your sphere of influence, um, you know, how can they do that? So as far as getting in touch with me, my website is the best place to start. Under the services tab, if you go, you can schedule your no obligation 15 minute consultation or a discovery call, you may call it. Uh, and then we will connect one on one. And this is no obligation because I feel client and coach relationship is where you find the comfort with the person. I never take my client as a number, number of clients I have worked with. I take it as a human connection as a friend, even with the teenagers, when I work with them, I tell them this is a friendship relationship mm -hmm. and one that's built on trust. I trust you to tell me the truth. Share with me your actual struggles so we can work together to discover how you can pull yourself out of it. Mm -hmm. I'm just a guiding light. That's it. The action is from your mind and your hand and your decision. Do you want to be stuck or do you want to push forth? Because we all honestly are enduring pain and there are two kinds. You can either take in and endure what you're given into, you're becoming submissive to, or you can push against it and endure that pain where you get out of it and become the person you need to be. I love that you said that because, you know, we hear that word submission and we think that it means like giving up 
or giving someone else your power. But what it really means is that you're surrendering to something bigger than you. You're surrendering to your faith. You're surrendering to the universe. You're surrendering to God or your higher power. You're surrendering to the idea that you're not supposed to have it all figured out. You're supposed to live a good life. You're supposed to know what you want. And the universe, the quantum field, whatever you want to call it, all those different words rise up to create that for you because that is that partnership, right? Like that is that connection. But if you don't know what you want and you don't know what it is you're trying to create and you don't believe that the way can be found, then there's no hope for you. There's no, there's no helping you because you're doing it all by yourself, right? It's like if you, you know, commission something to be made for you, like a, like a picnic bench or something like that. But then you go over there and you're like, okay, hold on. I'm just going to do it for you. Like, let me just do And then you make this horrible thing. You had all their tools, but they're like, I'm a skilled craftsman. Like I could have had this done for you in two days, but you know, you've got this ratchety thing because you think you, you know, you, you think that you need to be in control. But the truth of the matter is that is all set up already in the field. And you just have to be comfortable enough to relax into it and surrender to whatever it is that source has built out for you. And believe it or not, and this is only my belief, but I genuinely believe that we figured all this out before we ever got here. We had a conversation or we made a, a commitment to what it was we wanted to come and do, you know? And so now we're here. It's like, why not actually do the thing that we, we basically signed up to do? You know what I mean? Yes. And going back to the word submissive, you're absolutely right. I say I was unsubmissive to God. And of course, we all believe in an entity that's bigger than us. But there is also submissiveness, submissiveness that is tying us down to the earth, right? Our life, in a sense, when we are submissive and just say yes to almost everything, even when we want to say no. We are, I would say, there are those that become submissive to their jobs, mm -hmm. that this is providing for me. Though I hate it, I have to live with it. I have to work on it. Right. And it is at that moment you think, and it's an awakening moment when you realize that even submissiveness is a choice that you have made. Mm -hmm. Now, I say, if we can't control anything, my personal belief is that where you can't fix anything in the world by yourself and it's out of your control, that's where spirituality kicks in, you know, the higher entity kicks in, the universe kicks in, the God kicks in, and he's like, okay, I got you. But up till that point, you have every chance to make a decision to lead your life by choice only by identifying what is right for you, mm -hmm. what is wrong for you. Mm -hmm. That stress that we experience so much for doing things that we don't like is because mentally we are aware it isn't for me, but I'm pushing through it. Right. So push for something that works for you. Right, and that idea of like, I don't know what I want, so I'm not gonna choose. That's a choice. Not exactly. choosing is a choice. So you're choosing regardless. You think like, oh, well, I won't make the wrong mistake. But the thing is, and I told clients this all the time, when you make a choice for your life, you don't have to get a tattoo of it on your forehead. It doesn't mean you can't change your mind, 
You can try it. You can take it for a test drive, which is why I'm so big on visualization and scripting. You can take it for a test drive. And if it doesn't work, you can choose again. There's nothing that says that your choices have to be absolute, but you need to make some so you can get to know what you do and don't like. Absolutely. It's trial and error. Nothing is set in stone or like you said, on the forehead, <laughs> you can write and rewrite your story Absolutely. because the world will keep judging by the cover. So right. you do you. <laughs> exactly. The world is going to judge you regardless. And once you get over the fact that the people that you're worried about challenging you or, or making fun of you or talking about you behind your back, girlfriend, they're probably already doing that. They probably are with you doing nothing. So you might as well do the thing you want to do because they're probably going to talk crap anyway. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, hold on. We've got a comment. Let me dye my hair again. <laughs> right? You always can. I mean, maybe not always. I wouldn't recommend doing it all the time. I've never dyed my hair, but I heard that if you do it too much, it can fall out. So um, definitely don't do it too, too much. <laughs> <laughs> I have experimented with my hair a lot. And now that I'm done, I'm like, cover it up. Can't do it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Can't worry about it anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. I, I just never, I never, I went to the hairdresser yesterday, actually. And I was thinking like, hmm, should I get highlights? And I'm like, no, nope, haven't done it up to this point. Maybe I will when I start going gray. And then I have an excuse to like color it. And like, I'll have to color it anyway. So I might as well make it pretty colors. But for now, I'm just leaving it. I'm just going to be a, what do they call it? A, a basic B. <laughs> Natural is beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Okay. So any last things you want to share with our audience before we let you go? Any final thoughts, anything else you want to add? Of course. My message to everyone is never underestimate yourself. Every time you think you know it all, believe me, you can push more because we are human race, human race that is designed to keep growing, keep thinking. You're not the same person with the limiting abilities that you were at the age five, nor are you the same person from your age 15. You are right now and you're about to meet the new you at every phase of your life. So don't ever give up on yourself at that point. And as life coaches, Amy and I, that's exactly what we are here for. Every time you feel you can't figure it out, we will be that shining light that will help you see the way. And I hope that you are looking forward to meeting your new you whenever you are ready to introduce yourself to that person you know you can be. I love that. And I just want to add one thing, even though that was supposed to be the final thought is just that you guys, we don't, we, we're not coaches because we know better because we're smarter because we're, we, we get it. It's because we can see the whole of you. We can see you from the outside. We have a perspective that you don't have. So there's no point, And I'm going to say this very bold statement. There's no point in anyone's life when they don't need a coach anymore. Coaches need coaches and coaches, coaches need coaches and coaches, coaches, coaches need coaches, right? Because nobody can see the back of their head. Hairdressers don't do their own hair. Brain surgeons wouldn't do their own brain surgery, right? We can see the perspective around you. We can provide accountability for you. And of course, you know, there's that little piece of knowledge just because we've been where we've been. But really, it's about perspective. It's about being able to see 
all the way around. So we do this because we love you. We do this because we love seeing the transformation. And I am so excited for you guys to meet Nita and to learn more about her. You guys should definitely jump on a 15 with her. Um, her energy is palpable. I'm sure you guys can feel it right through the screen. She's wonderful. So thank you so much, Nita, for being here. I do appreciate you. I appreciate you too. Thank you so much for having me. And it's been great talking to your audience. Absolutely. And you guys, if you're watching this on the replay, definitely go back and make sure you grab this link right here. Nita Joed, um, that is where you can go to get all the goodies from her and make an appointment with her. So thank you so much for being here. That'll do it, you guys, this week for the Dream Design Podcast. Until next time, may you be happy, may you be healthy, may you be safe, and may you be at peace. Namaste. Oh.